Hello and welcome to Wandercast, the podcast all about life and luxury, travel, and everything in between. I am Jamie Jackson, the Director of Sales for Wanderlux Destinations, and today I have with me Nada Zikram, Head of Product and Experience for Level Up Travel and Lifestyle. They are experts in creating beyond-the-ordinary experiences throughout the United Arab Emirates, which in this podcast we will say UAE moving forward. On this episode of Wandercast, we will take our listeners to the UAE, known globally for its luxury landscape, jet setters, and glittering desert adventures. We'll touch on the destination and debunk a few myths along the way. So Nada, thank you so much for joining me. And I'd love for you to kind of introduce yourself and share us, with us more about Level Up and the services and experiences that you offer. Hello, thank you for having me on this amazing podcast. Um, so I'm from Morocco and I've been living in Dubai for the last 10 years. I have an extensive experience in hospitality and luxury travel and worked in different brands um, in the UAE. For Level Up, uh, we are a boutique destination management company with its headquarters in Dubai, uh, UAE. And our experienced team tailor make every single itinerary that we receive based on travel and lifestyle uh, recommendations that we offer to our clients. And we tend to craft and in details um, programs for uh, coming from different travel advisors. So we operate in UAE, uh, Oman and Mauritius as well. And we offer a variety of services from hotel bookings. Uh, we arrange different activities and we offer in destination supports and transportation. Wonderful. The, there really is so much. And I think um, that's one of the things that we want to touch base on is that there's more to the UAE than just one city and skyscrapers. There's so much more. So I'd love for you to take a few moments and highlight the Emirates, which not many people know that there are seven Emirates, kind of similar to states within the UAE. So can you kind of break those down for us? Yes, so the United Arab Emirates is made of seven Emirates in total. Uh, we have Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Sharjah, Ajman, Umm al Fujairah, and Ras al-Khaimah. So each Emirate has an independent governing body. And Abu Dhabi is the capital and actually the largest and the richest Emirate, followed by Dubai. Uh, Sharjah is known for being more traditional. Uh, Fujairah and Ras al-Khaimah are known for their beaches and natural landscapes and being the coldest among the other Emirates during the summertime. Uh, and Umm al-Kuwain is actually the smallest and the least developed of all Emirates. One fun fact about the UAE is that each Emirate has a different desert or sand color. And that's one of the differentiating factors between the seven of them. Oh, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. Very cool. Wonderful. Okay, well... I think a lot of people think that the UAE is just a stopover for a couple hours, days, or whatnot, but it really is so much more. And you can have a wonderful itinerary for, you know, seven to 10 days more, given on how much time you have. So if somebody is a first time traveler, what are some of the absolute must points of interest, cultural, gastronomy, adventures that you like to personally highlight? So to be honest with you, for the UAE, there is really no short of activities to do. Even if you're coming on a layover for a couple of days or you're planning to stay for 15 days or even a month, there is so much to do both for singles, for families, for couples, and uh, for also groups as well. Personally, I think it's one of the must 
to try experiences is to go for a local tour um, in the old Dubai or old Abu Dhabi and have it with a local Emirati tour guide. It's a great opportunity to meet up with uh, Emirati people, to ask questions. And we add to this itinerary um, a lunch at the Sheikh Mohammed Center for Cultural Understanding. It's, uh, one of, it's a center created by the government of Dubai where uh, people all over the world, they have a traditional lunch experience and have and hosted by Emiratis. And it's an open forum for them to ask as many questions as they want, uh, get to know about the culture, the dress code, uh, how they live. Because one of the most important thing to remember is that most of the people living in the UAE are actually expat. expat. The majority of um, the Emiratis only represent 1% of the total population. So this is one of the rare occasions where you can have a direct interaction with them. Another experience is definitely the desert. I think uh, having a chance to experience the Arabian uh, desert, the sunset, seeing the a falcon show, have, uh, doing a henna tattoo, uh, henna traditionally here is used uh, during weddings and special events, and it's actually a natural-based uh, dye, so there's no harm in trying it, and it's actually it's a tattoo that lasts for a couple of days. Um, you can also do uh, a yacht uh, trip you, to explore the different um, the coastline of Dubai and also maybe uh, island hopping in Abu Dhabi. Um, see some of the landmarks of Dubai, so you have Burj Khalifa, view the palm and you have also in uh, Abu Dhabi you can go to Qasr al-Watan which is the royal palace where um, the, the royal family or the ruling family does receptions so you get to see the Arabian hospitality you get to experience and to actually witness what it is like to be a royal family uh, living in the UAE and let's not forget about the gastronomy options I mean um, the UAE is not short of um, uh, dining uh, restaurants, Michelin star restaurants. Uh, you have to experience, for example, Al Mahara, which is underwater restaurant inside Burj Al Arab. You have dinner in the sky, where you get, uh, where you hang 45 meter above the ground with the spectacular views of Marina. You can do sunset drinks at Atmosphere at the tallest restaurant in the world, or dinner in the dark in Abu Dhabi. I love it. There's so many great opportunities and great ranges of things to do. And I do have to say, from personal experience. The cultural um, lunch that we did that you described was one mm -hmm. of my favorite experiences. The hashtag open doors, open minds we got from that. And it really is true. And it was a great way for us to really understand what life is like, ask questions and realize we're not that different. And it, it, it was a very special experience. So thank you for offering that and sharing that with us when we were there. You're welcome. And I, I forgot to mention, it's also when you do the uh, the tour in uh, Dubai, you definitely have to try camel milk ice cream and camel meat. A lot of people feel shy to try it, but it's actually really, it tastes really amazing. So this is one of my um, high recommend highly recommended experiences to do. I love it. That's a great little tip. Thank you. Um, so there's been some Netflix shows and other things that kind of describe the UAE or show it off as a place only for the uber rich and certain styles, but it really is a welcoming destination for families, maybe incentive trips, groups of travelers. So can you kind of go into more detail about it's just not for certain people, it's for everyone? Well, I mean, the destination, as you said, is for all budgets. I mean, for in the level up, we can tailor make itineraries that fit any budget like 99% of the time. 
my recommendation, uh, usually if people have a specific budget that they want to fulfill and not necessarily and still enjoy all the things that UAE could offer is to choose different traveling times outside of the peak season. You can have a combination of hotels or Emirates and um, in a way ma uh, to manage the traveling costs. But UAE is actually in line with other famous international destinations in general, you know, so it's like if you were traveling to Paris or you're traveling to Hong Kong or London, I think uh, it's within the similar range. And in those destinations, you can find as well the extremely um, uh, high end or uh, highly valued hotels. But also you have options that are still close to the main attractions and within um, a certain range of pricing. So I don't think that people should feel shy or should feel that they need to have a certain amount of money to be able to travel to the destination. Um, not at all. Definitely. And I think another thing that we notice being there is the value you get. The hotels, you know, fantastic price points in a lot of locations, the service, the luxury, you know, we don't get that here in North America, the quality there. And just it just blew us away. And we're like, more people need to come here. It's it's totally worth it. <laughs> so and I, yeah, it's true. And I think it's a great value for for money as well, because at times, uh, you know, you you think of a five star property or a four star property being at a certain rate, um, let's say in Paris, uh, but sometimes that same rate could be applicable to a five star property here in the UAE, and especially during summertime. I would recommend a lot of people to come during the summer if they want to just discover uh, Dubai for the first time because it's a great way to experience the different uh, parts or elements of the destination without having to be really, um, let's say, have a lot of control over the budget. That's a great idea. And, you know, there's been so many things that the country has designed for indoor and outdoor use, depending no matter the weather conditions or things like that. So they understand they're welcoming 365 days a year so it's great yeah especially for us who live here we do need things to do in the other six months of the month <laughs> where it's extremely hot so for sure wonderful all right so for this point of the podcast we want to address some common questions or assumptions about traveling to the uae we know the value of understanding a destination and the landscape of the custom and culture in order to successfully plan and travel to the location so part of that is to debunk the myths that may lead to apprehension for travelers. And this is very important to me because I've spent a lot of time with you and your team and I've fallen mm -hmm. in love with the region. And I feel like there's so much that people don't understand and I want to make sure they get it right. So um, one of the questions people always ask is, is the UAE considered a safe place to travel, whether you're traveling solo as a woman or um, just in general for women? I mean, personally, as an Arab woman myself who traveled extensively uh, solo to different countries, I could affirm that this is really by far the safest country that I've ever visited and lived in. Um, there are harsh rules here for criminal offenses that always ends with deportation. So for most people living here, they all come here for uh, with the goal to improve their life and seek opportunities. You know, there are cameras in most public places and security guards in most of the buildings. So you don't get catcalled or harassed on the street as women. You have the freedom to walk out at any time of the day or evening. I myself sometimes go for walks at 1 a.m. and I don't feel at any point threatened or, or, or unsafe. This is one of the, really for me, the reasons why um, I wanted to stay here and I want, I and mean, then I didn't want to live anywhere else because 
um, especially as a woman, we know that uh, life for us is much more difficult. We have to consider a lot of things when we plan our traveling, when we plan our outings um, related to safety and security, which is fortunately one of the things that I don't have to worry about when I'm here. That's very helpful. Thank you. And from my personal experience, when I came and spent time with you and the team, I would go out in the mornings or evenings and do activities and explore. And I felt very comfortable. There was never any question of that. Everyone spoke English. If I had questions, people were always helpful to guide me along the way. Um, so it, it was a very comfortable experience. And I have no doubt sending anyone there to um, enjoy and feel safe in their journey. So thank you for that. Um, one of the next questions is, are there any protocols such as dress code that new visitors to the UAE should know ahead of time or keep in mind? So, I mean, one of the things that uh, we need to uh, remind, uh, remind people of is that there are more than 200 nationalities living within the UAE. So most of attires are generally acceptable. Um, there are just few guidelines when you travel, when you go and visit, for example, mosques or historical areas, you need to dress more conser conservatively, which means, uh, especially for mosques, for example, you would need to have a headscarf and you cover your arms and shoulder. Uh, for men, um, the same thing, like they will be covering their shoulders and legs, but this is specifically to the to mosques. But wearing a swimwear is fine while at the beach and the pool, but it's not appropriate in areas such as business districts and shopping mall. And when you're generally out and about, especially during the summer, you should just make sure that you're protected from the sun. Um, but otherwise, there's really no specific rules or strict rules that uh, people may have um, um, assumption about. Um, a lot of people dress the way that they feel comfortable or related to their religion um, or um, if they're going for practice or for sports or whatever that people dress normally in general. That's very helpful. And it's, it's something that's typical everywhere. So it, it's something people shouldn't worry about. Just, you know, make smart decisions. And I Definitely. think. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, for example, if you were to go to a church or to go to a temple, you would have to have a specific dress code to enter. And similar, some, something similar applies as well to travel to visiting mosques as well. And I don't think anyone would be walking in a bikini on the street anywhere in the U.S., right? Like, exactly. you know, business district in a bikini. So I don't think you should do that here yeah. either. Um, I don't know. Miami and Vegas are always up in the air. Yeah, Everywhere else sure. we kind of stick to those roles. So completely. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, we kind of touched on this one, but I want to go back to it. Can English-speaking travelers feel confident when they're navigating throughout the UAE? Um, definitely. I mean... UAE's official language is Arabic, but 90% of the population are expats and English is the most spoken language in the country. So anywhere you go, you're definitely going to be spoken to in English. Perfect. Okay, next one, alcohol consumption. Is that something prohibited? Can we kind of go into that? Sure. Uh, so the drinking age here is 21. Alcohol is served mainly in hotels and restaurants, and it could be purchased in specific stores with uh, if you show your passport. You have to show a passport, and if you're living here in the UAE, you would have uh, an alcohol license that you could easily apply for. Uh, in, in Dubai and Abu Dhabi, alcohol is widely available. Correct. So going to bars or in your hotel and things like that, it's 
it's business as usual going up for service and ordering things definitely so the only thing for example if you're in a mall for example like if you were in mm -hmm. dubai mall or you were in emirates mall the largest mall here you might not be able to find alcohol service because those are public considered public places but mm -hmm. Could, if you are in a restaurant or in a hotel or in a beach club or whatever it is, you are uh, you could find alcohol um, and cocktails and everything else in between. <laughs> Perfect. Wonderful. All right. So kind of going from drinks now to food, uh, you had touched on there's some really great culinary offerings throughout the country. Um, can travelers expect um, any specific dining? Like, is there? I think people think, oh, well, there's only one kind of food here. Can you kind of go into what opportunities there are and from where in the world? Well, there are 100 nationalities here. So for sure, each nationality would have their cuisine available. Um, and I think that's the kind of expectation people should come to. I think personally, UAE is one of the best places to explore the world's cuisine. From You would have any anything and everything from Indian, Japanese. You might have some American steakhouse. You would have um, Arabic food, of course, a variety of it. The difference between Levantine, North African. You would have uh, African food, Jamaican food. So it's really what's uh, the world is your oysters, whatever you decide and whatever you would like to try. Um, and as I said, UAE is one of the best places to come and have like a kind of an experience in itself. Personally, mm -hmm. um, for our side from Level Up, one of the tours that we offer is a food tour. So we take people to all Dubai, try different items, including Arabic, Indian and international cuisines. And it's a great way to showcase the diversity culturally and culinary diversity that is available within the destination. Wonderful. That's great. So no matter what you're craving, it'll be available for you while you're there. <laughs> yes. And at any hour of the day and night, most of the time, exactly. the other day I got delivery at midnight. So, <laughs> so, so I, I think there's a theme here that you're a night owl and you're out and about in the evenings. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> I think with the work that we do sometimes, you know, you need the, you, I mean, true, I don't do a lot during the day, but a lot more during the night. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys are working hard and we appreciate you and, and the clients and travelers see that because they see how well of a job you do executing everything for the travelers. So thank you. Thank you so much. So the um, Muslim is the predominant religion there. So what should travelers know or understand before visiting to um, to be appreciative or kind of make sure that they're not being offensive in any way to Muslims? Well, I think um, anyone who's traveling here should really take a, the trip as an opportunity to get to know the religion from the people themselves. You know, um, we include the meal, as I said, in the Sheikh Mohammed Center for cultural understanding because that's one of the ways for people to have a better understanding and approach and also in a way they tell you the guidelines most of the guidelines that are you're supposed to follow during the trip or things that to consider in your day-to-day um, -day interaction with anyone in the country in general and if you were interacting with a Muslim person in particular. I think one of the things that are extremely important for us, I mean, I myself am, as a Muslim woman and in general is the respect towards our um, mosques, you know, 
holy places. So if you're visiting the mosque, um, just follow the rules that are uh, already been, would be shared with you during your visit, like in terms of um, appropriate attire, in terms of you know speaking loudly, profanities, and so on. And I think these things apply as well if you were to visit um, a, a church, and as I said before, a temple as well. Um, I think uh, with the perception that a lot of Americans would have of Islam in general, um, they might you might feel that there is a little bit of stigma or there's a lot of unanswered questions or maybe you feel that there are things that you might not approach people or question um i don't this is a great place for you to do that and to ask the questions that you feel that um they need some explaining and i don't think anyone should come with the mindset of um i should not say this or i should not ask this people will feel offend, uh, offended i think it's important to have that conversation and one of the in UAE, each year there is a theme uh, for the year, and in the year 2018 or 2019, it was the year of understanding. And really the topic was how can we have um, different conversations with different nations. And in Abu Dhabi, actually, there is um, the Abrahamic House, which is a new um, act or a new venue that we um, include in our visit to Abu Dhabi, which is basically a combination of uh, a mosque, a church, and um, a synagogue. And it's a way to represent the three religions and have that kind of conversation that is missing right now in the world between the three religions. That's really great and really important. So we're excited to see that as it develops and um, as you offer the opportunity for travelers to see and experience for themselves. Again, I love that hashtag open doors, open minds. It's really yeah. is what the EOA is all about. So that's great. Um, are there any um, destinations you often see paired with the UAE when travelers are making requests to you? Oh, for sure. Um, so UAE, I mean, it's a central location. If you're traveling specifically with Emirates or Etihad, you will always gonna have your stopover in Dubai or Abu Dhabi. But I think it's a great um, destination to do in combination of your trip to Maldives, for example, Kenya, Asia in general, even Oman, um, uh, Mauritius. First, I mean, level up, we offer Oman and Mauritius, but then you could combine it with any other destination. Um, generally. That's great. And if any advisors ever have questions about what you compare it with or more details about Oman or Mauritius, please reach out to us or reach out to Nada and her team and they'd be more than happy to ex help explain, you know, what kind of traveler this destination's for, what there's to do. They're so great at, you know, explaining and conversing and making sure that you're matching your clients with the right destinations. Um, okay, final question. How would you describe the benefits of working with Level Up for travel advisors? So uh, we are a boutique agency and we focus on the details. So our goal really is to create uh, beyond ordinary experiences that you won't necessarily have access to otherwise, if not provided by us. Um, we guarantee uh, to the travel advisors that we're their extension in the destination and we operate in and would be make we would make sure that their clients are taken care of uh, throughout the stay so one of the promises or the many promises we have is a quick turnaround so maximum 48 hours to come back to you with a proposal unless it's a 20 day or a 15 days trip that requires more details or a combination with other destination 
we have been working with Jamie with a questionnaires um, that is finalized that we will share with travel advisors to get more details about their clients, their preferences, what they would like to include in the itinerary if they're open to more experiences or suggestions from our side. And we would offer a quotation breakdown and we definitely add your commission to it. Um, one of the highlights, and I think made the huge difference in a lot of the travelers and the experience um, the travel advisors that have been working with is our guest experience department. So we have my lovely colleague, uh, Pavlina, who takes care of the clients when they are uh, on ground in UAE. So if they want to make any changes to their uh, to their traveling, uh, to their itinerary, they have delays, they would like to cancel, add, wherever they, it is, um, she's there here, she's here uh, for them. And it makes a huge difference for you as a travel advisor because of the time difference. Once your clients are here, you don't have to worry about the delay in response. You don't have to worry about making uh, not making changes on time because you have a team here uh, being with Level Up that is going to take care of them and will keep you informed and updated with every single change that happens during the itinerary. And on a lot of occasions when we have offered additional activities or the clients um, got or added more things to their program, we would send emails to that travel advisor and add their commission on top and be like, hey, we added these things, this is your commission as well included, and uh, we're keeping you posted and we'll let you know what happens next. Um, so this is the promises and what we are offering at Level Up. I love that. And I think you can see from all those details, it's not just booking a hotel and booking tours. It's really the entire experience and making sure that your clients are taking care of the entire journey. It's beyond the ordinary, as we would say, for you. Yes, correct. And I think uh, it's really to maintain that feeling that you have uh, a team in UAE, that you have a team with Level Up that is going to take care of your clients the same, same way that you would have taken care of them. Yes, definitely. Well, thank you so much, Nada, for your time today. And I appreciate our listeners joining in. I hope you learned a few fun facts and want to learn more about the UAE and what it can offer for your travelers. Uh, we will include further notes on Level Up in our show notes. And for more information on Wanderlux Destinations, don't forget to follow us on socials at Wanderlux Destinations or head over to our website, wanderluxdestinations.com. Mm -hmm.